Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dear Alice. We are going to be doing a podcast today on backsplashes. We have a question. Indeed. And I'm going to read it. (laughs) Hit it, Rob. We don't know who this is from, but it was a question sent to us. It says, what are your favorite backsplash options? We have a big wall above our sink that also has three windows on it. I would like to take a backsplash from the counter to the ceiling, but I'm also feeling tired of the subway tile look that I see so often. Would you consider a zeliga, or we call it Moroccan tile, on a wall that large? What about grass cloth wallpaper? I want to keep things classic, but interesting. Hmm, that is interesting. Yeah. I, I, love, I love that she's saying that she's tired of the subway tile. I also love that she wants to take it to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I think those are really genius things. I would not recommend a grass cloth wallpaper just because it's delicate and you don't want to get that wet or splash say, spaghetti sauce on it or... Yeah, you want a yeah. tie, you want a wipeable surface. So yeah, would definitely. you ever wallpaper as a as a backsplash? Not as like Pretty the not. part that you're really going to be using. Which th- it sounds like it's maybe the wall that her oven is on. Um, I don't know. It's got three big windows, so, so maybe it has a sink on it though. Still, yeah. beginning. Maybe water. do yeah. if you have like a partition, like a butler's pantry. You could grass cloth that. Yeah. I don't think we'd ever do it in an actual kitchen. Yeah, I don't think it's like wet rated mm. for that. So I, but there are vinyls that look like grass cloths that are pretty good. Mm. Um, they're by Tebow, T H I B A U T, and yeah. Philip Jeffries says they're a vinyl too. scrubbable washcloth. Mm-hmm. Or, and I think those are also nice in bathrooms if you have yeah. boys. If you know what I mean. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Little terrace. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I love, love, love that she said. Would you consider the Zeliga t- um, tile? The Moroccan tiles, those are my favorite. And if there's anything that haunts me, it's still the fact that I did not do it in my own kitchen. In fact, we are building a new showroom right now. This is a, uh, yeah, this is an announcement for those of you listening. Nobody, we haven't really announced this yet, but um, I am going to do it in the showroom. We're doing like a little corner that's like a show kitchen so that we can accessorize a show kitchen with um, kitchen accessories and really tell that story Mm -hmm. better. For photo shoots and whatnot, and we're definitely doing the Moroccan tile countertop to the ceiling. And it just, the way that those are so uneven, they hit the light at different places and points. Mm-hmm. And it's like a magical kaleidoscope of, of beautiful material. I just love it. It is. It's such an authentic finish too that you, again, no time nor place. Like it yeah. feels like it's just always existed in the world and you've just like dug it up from some, you know. Yeah. For those of you that can't picture what we're talking about, um, they are generally a square tile. Mm. And would you say they're like four by four, six by six, four by four. And they're, um, they have an uneven um, top because they're all made by hand and baked with this beautiful glossy finish. I think the black is incredible. I also really love the blue. Yeah. Yeah. And the back is just uneven and just kind of feels like baked clay or mm-hmm. kind of concrete, earthy type of a finish. Yeah, it's the the brand clay. A lot of people are familiar with that. It's C-L-E. And Zeliga, they have a line called Zeliga in that whole clay line. And probably have, there's several companies that are making ones like Unto Clays, mm-hmm. but they're just, we're obsessed. And it's awesome because I feel like 10 years ago, like when we were doing, when you were building your house, trolley mm-hmm. was opening all these things. Um, that's when we first started seeing them like coming around and they were super 
super expensive. And I feel like a lot of people have taken note. There's a lot of companies making these shapes mm-hmm. and these finishes, that uneven raw edge. And it's just such a global inspired look. Yeah. It's really cool. So cool. The color isn't super consistent either, right? It's like, it varies a it's little bit. It's hand glazed. Yeah. And so you get that special feeling that feels like an artist's major tile. Mm-hmm. It's a solid color, but because the glaze pools in different, you know, areas that are saturations. Yeah. That are kind of dipped and whatnot that you get like deeper pools of saturation. And it's a, it's a simple shape. Um, it's a kind of a simple idea, but to me it's so special. And we love that kind of effortless traveled look and that artisan look and nothing's better in a kitchen where you're trying to look culinary and artisan and mm-hmm. just evokes a total mood. Um, yeah, it's incredible. I'm, um, whoever asked this question, I'm like a total yes on that. Yeah. I'm totally, I'm still feeling that vibe. Um, I built seven years ago and I'm still just like, Oh, give it to me. Mm-hmm. So that's I don't, what we did in tiger Oak as far as like taking it from the countertop to the ceiling. Yeah. That's what we did. So, yeah, you can look at our portfolio. We have a project called tiger Oak and I think mm-hmm. this is a really good time to talk about patterns. So yeah. if you do, um, want to use a subway, which there is that shape in there, um, how we mixed it to make it really interesting. Yeah. Subways, like the white one that you're sick of, reader, we don't know your name. Um, that's usually a three by six. And we're always going to be looking for like a two by eight or a two by five or, you know, the squares. And one thing that we love to do is like in Tiger Oak, if you're looking at that, you can see that there's a pattern where we have straight stacks of the square, but then we also are incorporating the rectangles in that same whole suite of tiles. And we did a soldier stack kind of like creating these lines throughout the kitchen that wrap around the hood and continue onto the walls that creates this plaid pattern. We also incorporated these little liners to accentuate the plaid, but it's really fun. You don't have to just stick to one size tile, be creative, look at images that inspire you and create your tile pattern off of that. And when we're talking about just laying tiles, you have what's called a straight stack. And that's just when you take like a square on top of a square. Just think all those lines are just lining up with each other, which is a very like retro look. It's super vintage. Um, There's also a brick lay and that's when you offset it to the center. The edge goes to the center of the row above it. So we're all familiar with like, it's just how you lay bricks. That's called a brick lay. And then there's other ones we call one like a zipper lay. And that's anyway, there's a lot. If you go on and just look at tile layouts, you'll see a myriad of options so consider something that you haven't seen before mm-hmm. when you're, you know, trying to figure out what you want to do. So that's yeah. how we kind of navigate tile. And we the, want it to be interesting. The soldier lay that Suzanne was talking about, we sometimes call that a soldier course. That's when you take your, say, subway tile and you stand it on its end. So it's vertical and you lay those right next to each other. So they're like little soldiers all standing in a row. And that makes like a beautiful ribbon within a design. And those that we always do that in the shower, yes. I feel like. Yep. Yeah, it's a great. The soldier course is a great yeah. trick. When you guys are like figuring out patterns to lay tile, how do you, are you just actually physically physically taking tiles and laying them out and seeing how they look? Or what's what's the best way for someone to go and do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're usually doing it on CAD, which is our software pro- program that we're laying it out to see what fits best in this, the parameters that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times we'll, we look on Pinterest, we look at, we just play around and we doodle and see what starts to blend with like the whole theme of the, of the space. Mm -hmm. So if you are, if you are like a little bit more retro and you're bringing in curves and radiuses and other interesting things, we might keep your tile to just be a straight stack because there's other interesting, interesting things going on that you don't want to like 
add too much, too many tension lines mm-hmm. to what you're already doing. So again, kind of consider the whole environment and see what it needs. If it needs to be a little bit more still, I think usually with like the Zelligay, the clay mm-hmm. tile, you don't ever really see those offset. They're usually stacked yeah, always. because there's enough like undulation in the actual tile to make it interesting that you, I kind of need some organization with all that natural movement that's happening in the tile. Totally. So, and there's just, there is an organization. I feel like we're doing that more and more these days is doing a straight lay um, just so that, yeah, it just keeps things clean, a little bit more edited and tailored and we can give focus to other things in the space. Yeah, I love that. I mean, going the absolute opposite direction, something I did, and I feel like we are doing this like 95% of the time Mm -hmm. right now, is just to take your countertop material and run it up the wall. Because you experience your slab in a different way, and it is beautiful, and we almost always use a natural stone, a marble, a quartzite. And so um, when you see that marble on a vertical plane instead of just horizontal as a countertop, you really get the payoff visually. If you're standing in another room, you're looking at your slab straight on as if it's artwork. And it is artwork. It's, you know, made in the earth and it's incredible. So we just use backsplash. Not, I'm not talking about a four inch backsplash. I'm talking about you put that whole slab all the the way up to to the ceiling or we usually like to put our countertops to this, or sorry, our um, cabinets to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to go all the way 24 inches um, or 18, 18 inches, inches under yeah. the um, upper cabinets. To the bottom of the and upper. And where you really get the payoff is um, under the range hood. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. whole wall back there is your slab material. Yeah. It's going to be, I think, a little bit more expensive because, as you know, marbles and Up. that yeah, are, are expensive, but you know, if we're trying to, um, add it up, you know, consider like, what else could you do with this slab? If you want to use it as a backsplash, you might be able to get your countertop material for your powder bath from that same slab or, mm. you know what I mean? You're yeah. always kind of playing yeah. a game of how to maximize a slab. I feel like these days too, a lot of the kitchens that we're designing, we have the range wall where you do feel the backsplash, mm-hmm. but then you usually have like some tall wall where you have like your fridge, you'll have tall stackables, you'll have pantry space that's also going vertical, which reduces the amount of backsplash you actually need. So I'm staring at a lot of these kitchens. I'm like, you know, it's not going to be as terrible as it would be if we were, had that space between the countertop, if we had backsplash everywhere. Yeah. And if you haven't gone, everybody... Listen to me. Go do this next this weekend for your date. Go to a slab yard. It is so much fun. I don't care if you're building, remodeling. If you just want, you, you're not doing anything. You just want to be inspired. Go to a slab yard and walk it, and just it is so fun. Mm-hmm. I love that portion of design when you just get to look. It's God's art gallery, yeah. you guys. It's incredible. And mm-hmm. and their bone yards too are yeah. super like fun because then you see yeah. like the stuff that is. Do you want to like, define bone yard? For um, yeah, those it's just r- remnants of slabs that weren't fully used from previous customers. Mm-hmm. So you get like stuff that was custom that brought it. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's where we chose our master um, vanity countertop. And it wow. was, that was yeah. a, that was big bone. Yes. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, <laughs> I actually fought with a guy about like, he's like, that's not going to work for you. I'm like, give me tape measure. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> <"On a bet."> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Corey's like, I'm not your average customer. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, that's what he said. He's I like, I have good karma. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, you're smarter than me. You just go figure it out. <laughs> Uh, I think another thing bonus about doing the slab backsplash is this, you can get these really large movements, these big sweeps in the space where again, you have a lot of grids, you have a lot of straights with your cabinetry and just all these exact angles that it's so, it's such a relief to get that big 
organic movement. And again, it steals the show. And that's what Jess was saying. You get the payoff. Everyone sees that at eye level, whether you're in the living room, any adjacent spaces you look into there and it just, it hugs you back. It's so good. If you're going to do that, is there anything you need to think about in your kitchen, like layout, like, cause not doing a tile backsplash, you're kind of, it's less textured, I guess, if you're going to do a slab, right? Mm-hmm. Is is there anything that like people need to think about? Like, oh, if you're going to do this, then you have to do this over here. Or is there a rule of thumb like that? Or am I thinking too far into it? I don't know. Is there something specific that you're thinking of? Because I know you're in the middle of building your own home right now. Are you thinking of yeah. like a specific instance that you've run into? Um, I guess it's maybe just introducing textures somewhere. Mm-hmm. Do you think it? Oh, would do be- you think it's too boring? And so you're like, so if you do the slab, both yes. horizontal as well as ver- as well as vertical, then. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to make sure and get really highly textured throw pillows in the family room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, not that, but yes, along those lines. I don't think so. It depends on the size. There's no caveat. And here's the thing, Corey. We basically only do this. Like, I can't think of the last time I've used a backsplash. I mean, maybe Tiger Oak. Maybe we've done something we've had, since we've had then. A few here and there, like that people just want that look and that rhythm. But uh-huh. for the most part, we're doing a lot just because. Again, the slab shopping is so much fun. Mm-hmm. And you, if you go, you will fall in love with something, yeah. and you will want to drag it home. And it creates the effect that you get when you do a backsplash from the countertop to the ceiling. Is you get a monolith. Yeah. And there's no if you stop your backsplash ten inches up, you know, eighteen even, and the eye doesn't realize that the whole wall is created or like feel like the whole wall is created out of that material. It's kind of a cheat, you know, like I don't believe you, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, it's just a splash guard at that point. But when it goes to that full height, you're just like, Oh my gosh, it just looks so. It feels like the house is made out of marble. It feels amazing. In fact, um, and if you, if you can't afford to do slab as a backsplash, you don't have enough material. Um, I had a neighbor who called me over and she had the kind of cabinets that um, are more like cityscape, like some are high, some are lower than the others. They didn't all reach to the ceiling at the same height. And so we were kind of talking through it and um, Hey Barb, if you're out there (laughs) Um, (laughs) anyway, she, I just said I would take marble tile um, because she, I think she had a Calcutta countertop. So I said, I go get Calcutta um, tiles and um, I think she did rectangles. Like a and 12 I'd, by 24, like larger. Yeah, actually, I think hers were smaller. smaller. They were larger than that, but okay. they weren't like floor tile size because mm-hmm. you could see the amount of rhythm mm-hmm. going on. But um, she went. we went all the way to the ceiling with them. So above the cabinetry, you also saw marble tile. And oh, so that cool. entire wall was made out of it. So that would be a nice cheat for you, those of you already living in homes that are already built. And you're trying to really up-level and maybe get rid of those old granite countertops that the house came with, or maybe they came with a solid surface, a Corian or, or something. Or a scene, a cornucopia behind the range. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Then you could take off the old backsplash, get new countertops, and then you could get that same material as a tile. Um, generally, if it's a marble, they'll also make a tile of it and then use that as the backsplash and take it to your ceiling. Yep. And you will feel like such a luxurious grown up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a really good trick. Another trick that we love is the antique mirror as a backsplash. Only in certain situations. This is like you do this trick in the butler's pantry, mm-hmm. or service pantry, um, 
and or like or a bar, or as they call it, the sauce closet. The sauce closet. It's <laughs> <laughs> usually like the bar. You know the definition of that. A, wi- a wine That's room. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The bar anywhere. It just it, there. It adds a smokiness to it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. do it like on your regular kitchen backsplash. I don't think yeah. any of us would. Like but a game room. Yeah, just yeah. A, when you want to create a mood or like a little pocket to add some mystique. smokiness to the space and just like it makes it fancy you know like you want to pour bubbly Mm -hmm. over there and like put together a charcuterie or something you know and Mm -hmm. show off to your friends I don't know yeah have have a mood I like that make out in there with your husband or wife yes yes cool soundtracks cue spirit city (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much um I think those are all of our favorite tricks on backsplashes guys yeah, I just wanted to thank Mike Drop. Mike Drop. <laughs> yes. I wanted to thank everybody though for listening. Um, Corey just really gave us some of the stats right before we started. And we're just blown away by your loyalty and wanted to thank you so much. Corey, what were they what were what were they telling us? So last month we were in the United States, we were top three. So we were ranked number three in the design category of Woo-hoo! all design podcasts. That's awesome. So yeah, and then our podcast performs in the 0.5% of podcasts globally. So every podcast out there. So just yeah. Could we're we so, say in the universe, Corey? Yeah, in the universe. <laughs> That's in the amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. Thank you everybody for listening. That is just amazing. And Um, we will keep it up as long as you keep it up. So thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a great day and really analyze what you're doing on your backsplashes and see if you can up level. Have a good one. We'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 